0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, where are
1: you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. <laughs> but our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight
2: floors up. That's like eight times, eight. I don't a lot of stairs.
1: That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded
0: for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield federal employee program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at slash choose blue by December 11th.
2: You are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Vikings on the Locked On Podcast Network. The calendar turns to September, and the calendar also turns to the regular season for the Minnesota Vikings. My name's Sam Ekstrom. You can find me on Twitter, at Sam Ekstrom, for Vikings updates. You can also follow the other guy on Twitter, far more popular on the Twitter sphere. His name is Sage Rosenfels, at Sage Rosenfels18. Uh, battle of your former teams last night, Sage. I mean, I bet, I bet it was conflicting for you, but the, the Dolphins won... <laughs> Thirty to nine in pretty much a blowout, kind of a drowsy game for Vikings fans. Uh, it was not close. It's easy to shake this one off, though, after uh, the backups played most of the way, and you didn't really see anybody of, of great consequence getting too much time.
1: Well, a couple of things there. One, I, I think there's about five games a year where it's a battle of my old teams. Obviously, uh, two of them, two of those games, always the Giants and, and Washington play. You know, twice a year, so. Uh, seems to happen a lot. Um, not really conflicting in, in this situation. I'm definitely more of a Vikings fan than a Dolphins fan. Uh, fourth preseason game looks like the Dolphins second and third string are better than the Vikings second and third string, which doesn't mean a lot. Uh, but it's still it's still I think important uh, that uh, you know the Vikings continue to struggle offensively. Uh, I, I know Stan Bradford wasn't out there. I know Dalvin Cook wasn't out there. I know you know, the, the new offensive line wasn't out there. But just the fact that they have struggled all preseason uh, to, to score points, to score touchdowns, uh, and even with their second, third string guys, it continued in this fourth preseason game.
2: Yeah, Taylor Heineke got the first half, and he had a really tough time. He started out 2 of 11 passing, and he's battling through, I think, an oblique issue, and he was kind of struggling with it on Sunday, and then he took some hits in this game, and eventually actually got knocked out with a concussion in this one. But he did salvage his game a little bit in the second quarter. He went 7 for 9. He led a touchdown drive that resulted in a Caleb Jones touchdown. But the preseason, cumulatively for Heineke... He ended up 53% passing. He was just 5.5 yards per target and uh, had two interceptions to go with three touchdowns. I think the Vikings wanted to see a little more from Heineke this preseason, and and that's why Keenum seems to have locked up that backup job.
1: Yeah, it's it's Keenum's job. I've I've got very little doubt in my mind. It doesn't mean that Heineke is not on the team, though. Uh, I know this all too well. Uh, with, with general manager Rick Spielman. He is a big believer in developing those young quarterbacks. I think he understands more than a lot of GMs that it's hard to come into the league, uh, especially playing at a smaller school, you know, not a Ohio State, Michigan, Miami, USC, but coming from a smaller school and adjusting to the game. You know, I was very lucky early in my career when, when, when Rick was the general manager down at the Miami Dolphins. I was the third-string quarterback my second year, my third year, my fourth year, and then actually into my fifth year before I became the backup, actually my fifth year down in Miami. Um, so he, he understands it does take a while to develop. So they're definitely, a, I, I, would, I would think, a really good shot for Heineke to be on the practice squad, but probably a decent chance of also maybe him being on the roster. It probably just depends if the Vikings feel if somebody else is going to pick him up or not. If they don't feel that's the case, which I don't believe that would be the case, they might put him on the practice squad. Um Otherwise, uh, he might be on the active roster. He, you know, when I watch him play as a quarterback, I like the way he plays. He throws a nice ball. Uh, the ball, he, I like his throwing motion. I like his, his footwork. Uh, you know, his completion percentage is low. Uh, but, uh, I, I like the way he competes out there. Uh, I like the way he, he, he runs around and make tries to make things happen. He's, a, he's definitely a competitor. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, he, I'm sure learned a lot this preseason, got a lot of chances to play this preseason, which is always good for a young player. Um, and uh, I, I think he could be an NFL quarterback at some point at the, at the at the very worst. I think he could be a decent backup that goes around and uh, runs around makes things happen and says the ball comes out nice. He throws a nice ball, and uh, I, I don't think the NFL game is too big for him.
2: And remember, too, he's coming off a couple years of not playing in real games. He missed last year, and I think he just needed this preseason to shake the rust off. And unfortunately, his development might stall a little bit now because he's not going to be in a game for a while. But we'll see what the Vikings do with him. The cuts are obviously on Saturday afternoon, and then we'll know exactly his future. The other big talking point on the defensive side of the ball in the first half last night was Mackenzie Alexander, A guy who a lot of people presume is going to be the starter in the nickel. At least uh, that's what people have suspected. He's gotten complimented by the coaches that he's improved in his maturity and his humility. And and he's sort of come out and acknowledged what held him back as a rookie, that he maybe thought he was all that and thought he was too good. And he really wasn't. And then last night, he looked pretty good for a couple quarters, but kind of all got set back by a, a silly, senseless, taunting call that, Wiped away a third down stop, and then the Dolphins scored a touchdown on the next play. So it puts points on the board for Miami. Mike Zimmer's understandably livid on the sideline, chewed him out. That's just a dumb play. And I know Alexander's making the team, but that's got to put a little doubt into the coach's minds. You know, can this guy handle the starting gig? And that's
1: what's so important for NFL players in general. Uh, you know, those type of taunting penalties. Uh, in particular, in this type of situation, when you get a stop uh, and then the other team now gets an automatic first down, that's basically a turnover at that point. Um, whether it was going to be a you know a, a short field goal for three points, which now have been turned into seven, that's a four point turnover. That's what it is. And if you think of the teams like you know New England Patriots, for example, uh, if, if a, pe- a player would get that type of taunting penalty, just dumb football they may not last very long on the football team. And even if they're a good player, unless they change what they do, they're not going to last long-term on a Bill Belichick-style football team. The game is just too hard. You're battling against another team at that point. uh, You're really battling against your own team. And, uh, you know, Mackenzie Alexander, that was a a terrible mistake. We were talking off... Before the show today, uh, you know, I'm preparing to do call the Iowa State game this weekend. his brother, McEnroe Alexander, is is at Iowa State and currently is suspended. Both those guys are, are twins and, and they're transfers from from Auburn. And uh, and obviously, you know, sometimes they they lose their temper. It seems like so that's something that is just unacceptable. Cannot happen. It is the, the a hard thing to play the NFL game. With the violence that takes place in the game with the adrenaline and all those things that as soon as the play's over, to not react and to keep calm uh, and and to you know do the right thing but that 's what it that 's what it takes to be an NFL player,
2: yeah Mike Zimmer harps on those before the snap penalties and those after the snap penalties, and he said that sometimes during a play, things are going to happen if you 're trying to be physical, if you 're trying to make a play and, and you, you make a penalty. Mike Zimmer is is somewhat okay with that. He understands it's part of the game, but it's the unforced errors, especially after the play, those personal foul type penalties. Uh, it really is just senseless, and that can shoot a team in the foot. That can that can really put you behind the eight ball fast. So that, that's
1: exactly right. I mean, it's it's different when you know a, a guard gets called for holding. That's iffy, or or you know a D lineman is is trying to rush the passer and you know inadvertently goes hands to the face and and you up into the face mask of an offensive lineman or, or as, a, as a D lineman's coming in to sack the quarterback, he, you know, accidentally hits the quarterback in the head and gets called for, for a penalty. Those plays happen during the game, and they happen to both sides. It's those pre-snap penalties, and even worse, uh, these post-snap penalties, which are really just all about, you know, keeping your cool uh, and not being a jerk on the field and, and, you know, plays over. Let's go to the next play. But some players uh, have a hard time controlling themselves.
2: Quick pause. Got to let you know that SeatGeek can uncomplicate the process of buying tickets to sports and concerts. It is so much better and so much simpler. It's smart, it's easy, and it gets you there live with a seamless mobile experience. You can buy and sell tickets in just two taps, get the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. You could have gotten in the door last night for the Vikings game for less than $20. Some tickets that are more in demand, maybe over at Target Field, you can still get into this weekend series with the Royals for less than $20. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals. You get the most bang for your buck because they grade every ticket based on value to help you know where the best seats are that fit your budget. Purchases fully guaranteed. So you can shop confidently. Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket. Sports, concerts, comedy, theater. Here's what you can do to save money. Download the SeatGeek app. Enter promo code LONFL today. You get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. LONFL, $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase.
0: List
2: Mitch Leidner played in the second half. I know you didn't catch the entire thing, but you saw a little bit of Leidner last night. Probably shooting for at best a practice squad spot. You know, if Heinecke makes the team, maybe they keep Leidner on the practice squad. His stats were decent 14 of 19, 129, no touchdowns. He stalled out twice in the Miami red zone when they turned it over on downs. He, he was pretty conservative. Wasn't very mobile. I mean, I think it was about what people expected from Leidner, considering he'd only been with the team a couple weeks. He wasn't exactly a drafted, highly-touted quarterback coming out of Minnesota. Did get a nice round of applause. He got to fulfill a childhood dream growing up in Minnesota and seeing the Vikings. Probably very cool for him. He seems like one of those kind of archetypes, though, Sage, where he might even be better as a football player if he tried to transition to maybe fullback or tight end because he's got the kind of body for it. Do you think he could play some quarterback? Maybe.
1: I, you know, he's a big kid, and I tell you, I what I saw in the game, um, I, I was impressed. It's hard to show up, uh, you know, a week or two weeks or even three weeks uh, on a football team and go out there and, and compete. Uh, and it's in particular as a young player, so a guy getting his first action. If you said to me, "Hey, your first ever preseason game." you're going to go 14 of 19 for 129 yards? I mean, I don't think I could have gone 14 of 19 for 129 in a practice routes on air with no defense on the field uh, when I was a rookie. So I I, I was impressed by the way you played. Is he an NFL quarterback? I don't know. But for a guy coming out there uh, his rookie year with just a couple weeks' practice, probably getting almost no reps. I mean, the only reps he probably got was, was probably some this week. Maybe some run, some scout team. And my guess is probably before and after practice with some of the other uh, you know players who probably won't make the team. You know, trying to get some extra work in and trying to you know call the plays. It's it's hard to, to not get those reps that the starters and the, the main backups get. Uh, and he probably had almost no reps. So you know, for was he an impressive quarterback? No, but it was an impress uh, impressive situation to go out there and go 14 19 for 129 uh, with basically no experience and just just sure showing up. Uh, I think so. And sort of hats off to him. And if that's the end of his NFL career, uh, I tell you, he got a chance to, to play in front of his, his hometown fans and, and, uh, the people of Minnesota. And, uh, I th- I was impressed.
2: So cuts coming up on Saturday. Do you get a sense of, do you think Mike Zimmer makes the cuts? Do you think Spielman makes the cuts? Do they sit in a room together and kind of bring people in one by one? Uh, do you have any experience, you know, from, from when you were with Spielman in Miami or in Minnesota?
1: My guess is probably both do. Um, they, I think they both probably. Uh, I, I don't know who makes the cut. Situation. I, I, I don't. You know the. I don't know the balance of power. Who has this sort of final say? But even if it was Rick Spielman, uh, he's one of those GMs that generally goes along with what the head coach wants. Uh, he's one of those, I would say, sort of a non-confrontational GM. You know, some of these GMs, they want to have their guys. And I drafted this guy, and I signed this guy, and I believe in this guy. And uh, you know, the coach doesn't have any say. I would say more often than not, Rick Spielman, more a lot, more or less, goes along with what the head coach wants. At the end of the day, it's his football team. He's the one coaching those players. You know, it's it's his soup uh, that 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 he's cooking. Uh, so, so, you know, Spillman usually goes along with, with, with what the head coach says. So um, most places I've been around, uh, both the GM and the head coach want to talk to all these players that are getting released. You know, they usually, I can tell you what they say, you say, hey, stay in shape, stay around, we'll be in touch. You know, if there's an injury or, you know, we'd love to have you back or it might be a practice squad or whatever. Everyone has their own story. But, uh, you know, usually both the GM and the head coach and the position coach Talk to those players who get released.
2: Do you think it's kind of a relief when this roster gets cut down from ninety to fifty three for everybody who's evaluating? Because there's so much to keep track of. Not only you know do you have to evaluate all the guys, but you have to coordinate the practices and, and get everybody in there. Is that sort of a headache off their chest once they get this roster finalized?
1: Well, it's amazing how much the team changes. And of course, you know, I, I played back in the days when they went from. Shoot, I think it was went from 80 to 75. Then it went 90 to 75. Then down to 53. But it's amazing when you know when they have you know these first practices, just how small the the team seems. You don't you know you have 90 guys, then boom, 53, plus these A practice squad players, uh, and it's you know the locker room is less cramped. There's just fewer people around. You know the scouts are, are no longer now the scouts are out on the road. Looking and watching other NFL games and, and uh, watching these college games. So the whole building sort of thins out. Uh, and uh, that, that's when you know, uh, you know it, it's time to, it's time, it's, it's business time. It's time to go out there and start winning some football games.
2: Vikings play the New Orleans Saints 10 days from now, and I think they'll probably start preparing today for it. They sort of take a weekend off in terms of practicing. They'll do the cuts tomorrow. They'll get the practice squad figured out on Sunday. And then on Monday, back to Winter Park, back to the grind, getting ready for New Orleans. Uh, It'll be a long week and a long wait for Vikings fans. They'll have to watch all the games on Thursday and then watch on Sunday. And then Monday night, it all finally kicks off, real football at U.S. Bank Stadium. So uh, looking forward to previewing the Saints, Sage. we got Adrian Peterson to talk about. We've got Drew Brees to talk about. Should be a really fun week coming up.
1: Yeah, you know that the NFL made this move for a reason. They knew that people would would definitely tune in with the Adrian Peterson Viking story. It's an easy one, and it should be a good one. And and I believe he's slated as the number two tailback right now. Uh, But I bet he gets uh, a good 10 carries in that football game.
2: And if people want to watch your Iowa State broadcast, is that available online somewhere? Can they stream it?
1: It's available on cyclones.tv. And I think if you're in the state of Iowa, it's on the, the local cable channels somewhere in there. So it uh, should be a lot of fun. Do it with my buddy Brent Bloom. Uh, he's, he's a great uh, play-by-play guy. And we have fun with it. It's not too serious, which is nice. Uh, you, you know, it can be a little bit looser being a mostly talking to Iowa State fans, and it's also cool because we're, you know, with Iowa State, we're playing Northern Iowa, so it's just a lot of kids from in the state of Iowa, and uh, uh, so it's, it's you know, it's not one of those things you talk neg- negatively about the other team. Uh, those Northern Iowa kids are, are great kids, and they got a really good program at that uh, FCS level, and I tell you, Iowa State has some real talent this year. Uh, as you Minnesota fans are watching, we've got three NFL wide receivers I believe NFL wide receivers on a roster, 6'4", 6'5", 210, 225-pound guys. So uh, some, our, our head coach, Matt Campbell, is a heck of a recruiter, and he's bringing in tons of talent over the course of the last uh, last two seasons.
2: Well, that'll be awesome. Have fun with that. I'm hoping there's a viral moment as Sage Rosenfels like, announces a streaker like Kevin Harlan did as they run across the field. Uh, maybe that'll be on YouTube on Sunday morning.
1: Last year during this game, I used the fray It was it was near the end of the fourth quarter, I believe. Iowa State was behind by a few points. There was like four minutes left, and I said, "This is nut cutting time," and I wasn't sure if that was kosher to say on air. Uh, but I had about five or six people tweet at me on Twitter that they couldn't believe I said nut cutting time. So I got the okay from my uh, my producer. He said that was fine. So I'm thinking that might be my my phrase as we enter the fourth quarter. That might be my, my phrase going forward.
2: <laughs> nice. We'll, we'll get a hashtag going. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, have a great time with it, Sage, and we'll talk to you on Monday.
1: Okay. Sounds good.
2: Sage Rosenfels and Sam Ekstrom, Locked On Vikings, Locked On Podcast Network. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody.